6: Welcome to Induction Vault A production of iHeartRadio And the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame
4: The 2011 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Ceremony
6: Even the greatest artists of all time Are music fans just like us And sometimes they're the biggest fans of all. In this episode of Induction Vault, Elton John shows genuine respect and admiration for his greatest hero, Leon Russell. Speaking as one of Leon's biggest fans, Elton offers a glowing tribute to his idol, whose work as a pianist, songwriter, and solo artist was a key influence on Elton's work. It's a touching speech, recounting the acts of kindness and encouragement that Leon graciously showed Elton as he was just getting started. Elton acknowledges the man he calls the master for all he's done for American music, including an astonishing list of artists with whom Leon worked throughout his distinguished career. Leon's humble acceptance speech is short and sweet, but also touching, sincere, and most of all, thankful.
2: Thank you very much. I came massively unprepared. I tried to write something down, but I just couldn't go anywhere with it. Um, First of all, I'd like to congratulate all the uh, inductees tonight. It's amazing how American music and rock and roll has spawned so many different sorts of music that we've all embraced here tonight. From Alice Cooper, Neil Diamond, Darling Love, Tom Waits, uh, who if Jackson Pollock could paint, uh, could sing. Jackson Pollock could paint, he could paint. But if he could sing, he'd be Tom Waits. Um, and to the incredible uh, Dr. John, who Bernie and I used to sit there and listen with our headphones on to Dr. John the Night Tripper thinking, can we please get on that planet? Um, <laughs> it's also wonderful to look around the room and see people that I used to idolize uh, and have brought so much pleasure to my life, uh, like Neil and Robbie Robertson, people who I treasured um, as musicians and artists and songwriters who really influenced me in such a great way and to see that great musicians, because they love music, are still around and they still come to things like this to pay tribute to other great musicians who are still around, like all the inductees tonight. This person that I'm gonna introduce or induct tonight, um, I grew up listening to so many different piano players uh, I think the first American piano player who actually was kind of Brit- British, but then moved to America was George Shearing, who passed away last week and was such a huge influence on me and a wonderful, wonderful piano player. And then countless others, of course, starting with Little Richard and Jerry Lee Lewis, Fats Domino, Floyd Kramer, um, going through the whole roster till suddenly in the late sixties, I heard a record by Delaney and Bonnie and I thought, wow. I, this guy who plays on this record—he's um, got everything I like. He's got soul and gospel and kind of bluegrass and everything going. And uh, and then I didn't—I went to see Delaney and Bonnie in England and I saw him and he looked like something from uh, out of space. He was uh, pretty amazing. But then he did the Joe Cocker, Mad Dogs and Englishmen, and uh, then he really looked like something from out of space. Uh <laughs> He became the master of space and time, and he wore that hat and those aviator glasses, and he looked like a mean motherfucker. (laughs) And when I went to um, Los Angeles in August of 1970, one of the great acts of kindness shown to me, and there were so many at that time, was from another inductee tonight, Neil Diamond, who. Voluntarily asked if he could introduce me on my opening night which blew my mind and Not only did I love him as a songwriter and how many times have I sang sweet Caroline on karaoke? It's the best song on karaoke you can ever sing. But I've never forgotten that and uh, that he's being inducted tonight gives me so much pleasure because he certainly deserves it He's one of the great American songwriters. He's truly an American great But then on my second night at the troubadour I'm sitting there playing burn down the mission really feeling really great about life Because I got a great review in the paper that day and then suddenly I look to my right and see in the second row Leon Russell, with the dark, with the silver hair, the aviator glasses, and I went, oh, shit. (laughs) He's going to see me at the end of the show, and he's going to look at me and say, listen, this is how to play the piano. And I met him after the show, and not only was he sweet and kind, he uh, gave me a recipe for my voice, which I still use to this day. And he asked me to do some dates with him. And listen, he was my idol. To meet him, I was shaking. For me, he sang, he wrote, and he played just how I wanted to do it. And for, so, for him to be so kind to me uh, was an incredible magnanimous gesture. So we went on the road, and we played in Tulsa, we played in Cleveland, we played at the Anaheim Convention Center. And we played at the Fillmore East in New York in 1970. Wow. And he introduced me to Bob Dylan, and I practically shit myself. Uh, <laughs> and uh, whew, I didn't know what to say. But, you know, Leon and I really didn't see each other much after then. I went one way in my career, and he went and did, you know, great albums, and started his own Record label, Shelter records with J.J. Cale and Freddie King and B.B. King and God knows how many other people. And he was a true creative and wonderful person. Um, Only recently have I discovered how many people's records he played on. Um, And I know Darlene Love um, read um, a hell of a lot of things out earlier, but Leon played on Bing Crosby, Johnny Mathis, Doris Day, Dean Martin, Herb Alpert, Frank Sinatra, Strangers in the Night. Remember that? The Ventures, the Everly Brothers, Del Shannon, Dwayne Eddy, Bobby V, Bobby Darin, Jan and Dean, Let There Be Drums, Sandy Nelson, that was Leon, not on drums. The Fleetwoods, Come Softly to Me, that was Leon. Connie Francis, The Crystals, The Ronettes, every Phil Spector record. Gary Luce and the Playboys, who he produced. Harper's Bazaar, Feeling Groovy, Bob Lind, Elusive Butterfly. The Birds, Mr. Tambourine Man, Delaney and Bonnie, The Beach Boys, every Beach Boys record, including Pet Sounds, J.J. Cale, Harry Nilsson, Bob Dylan, Joe Cocker, Freddie King and B.B. King, just to name some of them that he played on. (laughs) I lost touch with Leon in the early 1970s. And it wasn't until 2008, and I still played his records all the time, and I was thinking, I wonder what's happened to Leon? Um, but I never did anything about it, which is, I'm very remiss about. And 2008, I did a show called Spectacle, which I produced with my partner, and Elvis Costello asked me to name three singer-songwriters that I thought had been neglected and forgotten about. And I named David Ackles, who was on Elektra Records. And what a pleasure it is to be in the same room as Jack Holtzman, who I've never met but admire so much. David Ackles, Lauren Nero, and Leon Russell. And Leon, bless his heart, was the only one who was still alive. And my partner, David, had never heard of any of this because he's 15 years younger than me. So he went out and bought all their CDs and put them on his iPod. And in 2009, I was in Africa and I was shaving. And I said, put some music on the iPod, and I'm such a Luddite, I don't have an iPod. So I couldn't figure out how to work it. And he said, these are the list of artists, and I'm Leon on Russell. And I started to shave, and I started to sob. And that music took me back to one of the greatest times of my life. As you get older, and I'm in my, nearing my mid-60s, you have to take time to reminisce and think of all the great times you have. I'm not one for looking back too much, but looking forward. And I heard this music, and I sobbed, and I thought... I have to call this person up. He gave me such a wonderful start in my life. He mean, he meant so much to me, and I haven't talked to him for so long. Um, so I called him, and I found a number. I got a number for him. I called him, and I said, "What have you been doing?" He said, oh, "I've been playing. I've been driving around in my bus, playing shows and stuff like that." And uh, and I said, "Oh, great." And I sh- we shot the breeze for about you know, five or six minutes. Put the phone down. And I thought, "No, that's not why I called him." So. I got hold of T-Bone Barnett and said, listen, you've never heard from me before, but I've got a story to tell you. I just talked to Leon Russell. I have to make a record with this man. Would you do it? And he said, absolutely, I'm a huge Leon Russell fan. So I phoned Leon back and I said, listen, you don't hear me for 38 years and then you get two phone calls in 40 minutes. Um, would you like to do an album? And he said, sure. So to cut a long story short, last year in January, Leon and I embarked upon what was one of the greatest years of my life Uh, both musically and personally because I got to know the man that I never knew. I got to spend time with him in the studio. Um, He was frail when he came in the studio. He had a five and a half hour brain operation, Uh, but he still came to the studio every day and played his part and sang his part until he got stronger. And suddenly, with the love from the musicians in the studio and all the other peers that came to pay tribute to him, um, he became stronger. He began to remember things that he'd forgotten. I think he was so tuned out because he had been kind of forgotten and I was incensed that someone who could write all those great songs like Superstar, This Masquerade, Delta Lady and Song For You could have been forgotten about. I was sick and tired of people saying, oh, Donny Hathaway wrote Song For You. I said, no, he sang it great, but Leon Russell wrote it. Anyway, we made an album called The Union and during that album, Leon came alive. And it was one of the greatest experiences of my life to, to actually be in, your, in a room playing with your idol, the master, I call him, um, and he was so great. And he, you know, his chops came were there, his singing was there, his piano playing has never gone away. And we went on the road. We had the greatest year of our life. And uh, I said to him, there's one thing I want for you. I want people to acknowledge you for what you've done, to remember you for what you've written, what you've played on. And for you to be proud again of what you've done, and I want you to be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame And here we are a year later, and he's in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame and <laughs> He's very laid-back and very unassuming um, You know at the end of the year I phoned him up and I said Leon. It's been a great year. He said yeah, I got a new bus Uh, I said, you got a baby, I got a bus. Um, And he has given me during the last year the most incredible musical experiences and I've got to know and love someone who I treasured as a musician, treasured as an artist, who could eat me for breakfast when it comes to playing the piano, as could Mac Rebenac. But that's okay, because you aspire to greatness, and if you don't have anybody to measure greatness with, then you're never going to aspire to it, okay? So it's my great pleasure to show you a film about Leon Russell.
6: After the break, hear Leon Russell's acceptance speech on the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Vault.
1: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Hi there, I'm Bob Pittman, chairman and CEO of iHeartMedia. Welcome to Math & Magic, stories from the frontiers of marketing. This week, I'm talking to acclaimed musician and entrepreneur, Mr. Worldwide himself, Pitbull.
3: A lot of artists in general, people that are very creative, sometimes tend to overthink
4: It's great to be inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but I have to tell you something else that's also great. About a year ago, Elton came and found me in a ditch by the side of the highway of life. He took me up to the high stages with big audiences and uh, Treated me like a king. And the only thing I can say is bless your heart. Also, uh, I want to say thank you very much. I appreciate it. And uh, hallelujah.
6: joining us on this week's episode of rock and roll hall of fame induction vault for more on your favorite inductees to shop inductee merch or to plan your trip to the rock and roll hall of fame visit rockhall.com plus view the 2020 rock and roll hall of fame induction special on demand on hbo max our executive producers are noel brown shelby morrison and Risa gerkey supervising producer is taylor Shacoin. research and archival assistance from isabel kiefer and shannon erb Thanks again for joining us on this week's episode of Rock and Roll Hall of Fame Induction Vault. Induction Vault is a production of iHeartRadio and the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts.